Welcome to Pivot on Purpose. I am so glad you're here. I'm Stephanie, a multi-passionate coach, educator, entrepreneur, wife, and mama. I believe that we all deserve to be in careers that we are truly excited about. This podcast will offer you mindset tools and inspiring stories of people just like you who have made their own pivots toward possibility in their careers. We will not only normalize changing your mind when it comes to your career, we will give you the confidence and inspiration to move forward with your own unique pivots. Now let's get to the show. Hi there. Welcome back to the show this week. I hope your 2024 is off to a good start. I am here to share with you today two ways to pivot your plan when you're experiencing a life disruption. As I mentioned in last week's episode, I have been reading the book, Life is in the Transitions by Bruce Feiler, and he calls these disruptions life quakes where we have some kind of shakeup in our lives, right? So whether that is a move or whether that is a new job or a new baby or an illness or an injury or adopting a new puppy or any number of changes, disruptions, transitions, I'm using those kind of interchangeably at the moment, any of those that we go through in life, there are numerous, right? And I am actually currently going through one myself with an injury that has been chronic since about May, and it is now January, and um, has, has recently over the last couple of months gotten worse. So, and it's a foot injury. And I have really realized how much I've taken for granted being able to walk everywhere without problem until, without pain until recently. So here's the thing about pain. Pain is inevitable. We are going to have pain in different forms, emotional pain. We're going to have physical pain throughout our lives at different points in time. So that's inevitable. That's going to happen to all of us. However, Suffering is optional. And the suffering comes when we resist the pain and we get angry with it and we, you know, can't move forward because we're in some kind of pain. And again, it doesn't have to be physical pain. Mine is at the moment, but this could be an emotional pain that you're experiencing as well. So the suffering comes in when we resist against it. And so <clears throat> I I know this and years ago this would have sent me into a downward spiral and probably to be honest some self-pity. Can you relate to that where you ever just like feel a little sorry for yourself that you can't walk down the stairs without being in pain or you can't walk the dog without being in pain? Um, or whatever your specific situation is. So uh, years ago, it would have sent me into a complete downward spiral in that direction. However, I have done so much inner work and work on my mindset over the years, over the last like five or six years, that I was able pretty quickly to reframe it. And I just wanted to share with you the ways in which I did that so that you could Think about how this could apply to the next time you're in some kind of transition, some kind of, like I said, life quake, as is in the book I'm reading. Um, whenever you're in kind of a shakeup of whatever that looks like for you, draw on these 
two ways and to kind of adapt them to your situation. So the first thing I did was I wrote down all the ways I could be supported throughout this this injury. And and side note, as my injury is getting worse, my husband took over a lot of the dog walking and we have a one-year-old lab and she needs a lot of exercise. So it's really in our best interest to walk her at least twice a day. So he took it all over and to give me a chance to rest in hopes that it would improve my symptoms. And then he got hurt as well, completely unrelated. And he was actually worse off than I was. So we had to kind of play that like, who's in the best shape, even though no one's in great shape to walk the dog. So, um, so besides, you know, my husband was one is is one of the big supporters, and he was able to take over a lot of the dog walking. So that's one way I could be supported. And then he got hurt. And so I had to really dig deep and say like, okay, what are all the other ways that we can be supported here? We have really helpful neighbors who actually took my husband to the hospital when he got sick or not, not when he got sick, when he got injured because he was in such intense pain and it was late at night and I had the kids at home sleeping. So we have really helpful neighbors. They helped me get the kids off the bus and and have them walk down so I don't have to walk as much up the street. That was really helpful. I can get grocery delivery. I don't have to go through all the aisles at the grocery store if I'm having a day of a lot of pain. I could get my groceries delivered. We have a dog walker who is available a lot of times to come walk the dog. So I was able to call on her when it was kind of an intense week where I, I was still in, you know, a decent amount of pain. So I would take the dog for her morning walk, but then I was like, I can't do two walks a day. <laughs> it would kill me. So we had, and my husband was, was out flat. So we had the dog walker come. What a great way for us to be supported. I have kids who were old enough to help out. They're eight and 10. They are old enough to sit down and say, look, mom and dad are, are, you know, kind of needing some help right now with things like feeding the pets. We also have two cats. So can you guys help out and feed the cats and maybe do some dishes and, you know, just do some some help around the house to help us out. And um, I have a job that doesn't require me to be weight bearing on my feet. So those are just, I don't know how many things I just listed there, five or six. So when I look at my life through that lens, it feels pretty abundant and brings me to this place of acceptance much more quickly and also the ability to receive that support. And by doing that, I'm reducing or eliminating entirely the suffering that I could have put myself through. Now, this, I know a lot of people, women specifically, have a hard time, actually, I will say men too, have a hard time asking for that support when needed, but it doesn't have to be that way. I just listed out all these ways that I was able to kind of like eliminate or reduce my suffering when I was in pain because I do have people and services I can call on, and I would just encourage you to think about that too. What are some ways that you can be supported in your life's disruption? What people in your life do you have? Friends, family members, neighbors, people in your church, people in your other organizations you're part of, whatever it is, where are those people that can help you out? If you just take, I I literally wrote this all down in my journal. I was like, okay, 
this stinks. <laughs> Where, who, where, where do we have support around this? I was like, wow, we have so much support that we can call on. So that felt really good and just like allowed me to just accept what was happening because nothing is going to change it in the moment. So accept what was happening and just say, okay, well, we have all this support. And so I am able to kind of rely on that for now and take care of myself and let my husband take care of himself and take care of each other. So that is one one thing I did. Write down all the ways I could be supported. And I would invite you to do the same thing. And please add to your list that I am someone who can support you. This podcast can support you. And if you're looking for more personalized support, I can help you through a coaching agreement. So um, add me to your list as well. And the second thing the second way I kind of pivoted to uh, when I had, you know, as this injury was getting worse was I had these ideas of wanting to clean out like my closet and my um, some other closets in the house and just have this really like fresh start feeling when the new year rolled around. And <clears throat> it just became clear that being on my feet to do all the work that would be required to clean it out the way I wanted to clean it out was not in the way I've done it in the past was just not going to happen. Like it's a big project. I'll be honest with you guys. My closet right now is a pretty big disaster and I'm not sure how I got to this place, but it needs some, it, it needs me to really get in there and weed things out and reorganize. And in the past, if I take on a project like that, you know, it's, it's a pretty full day. It's many, many hours and there's filling bags for donations and taking all the bags downstairs. And there's a lot of time on my feet. And that just that just wasn't going to happen. But I really have this urge. I still do because it's still not done. I have this urge to have this like clean, decluttered space in all the spaces I can. So one thing I did in that exact moment when I realized like, okay, the closet's not going to get done by the new year. I did an electronic cleanup instead. So I went into my email and I deleted, I just did my business email because it's it was the least overwhelming. Um, my personal email and things like that, I just over the years have not done a good job of cleaning out. So it's it's just a huge task. So instead I took my my business email and I went through and I deleted things. I put things in folders and it felt so good. So I had no unread messages in my inbox. And just that's the feeling I was looking for. I have talked before on this podcast about doing the things that make you feel the way you want to feel and having that be your focus. So that sense of sort of a clean slate. I just exhaled a little, that exhale, that fresh space. While I wasn't going to get that for my closet at this moment, I was able to get it in a space that I could sit down and not be on my feet and clear out my email. I could do this with a lot of other things on my computer too, like different folders I have, my Google Drive, you know, any number of places on the computer that I could have done this. And I'm also looking around at my desk right now, which is which is pretty neat, but could declutter a little. So that's another space that I can do. And I don't have to be on my feet, but I can still achieve that same 
feeling of just a nice, clear, calm space. And that's really what I was after. So while the closet still needs attention, the other way I'm thinking about that project, and this is a great tip for any project you want to take on or task you want to take on that seems really big and overwhelming. So cleaning out my closet is, it's a big task. I wouldn't say I'm totally overwhelmed by it. I mean, I am overwhelmed with the idea of being on my feet for a few hours to do it. But in general, that aside, it's not overwhelming, but it's a rather large task. It requires, if I'm going to do it all at once, a big chunk of time. So instead of thinking of it like I need to either do it the way I've always done it, spend a few hours all at once and get it done, or I could think about how can I chunk this? Maybe I I can be on my feet for some amount of time. Maybe I could do 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes a day, I set a timer, I go in and, you know, maybe I clean out, maybe I fill up one bag of donations in 20 minutes. And then the next day, I do that again. And then eventually, by the end of the week or the end of a week, two weeks, it'll be done. And so this gets me out of that all or nothing mentality where it's like, okay, if I can't do it the way I've always done it, if I can't go in, and by the way, my dresser needs it too, like the whole clothing situation needs needs some attention. So if I can't do it the way I've always done it, then I'm just like, forget it. I'm not going to do it. It's a hopeless cause. There's something in the middle there. I can just chunk it into smaller pieces so that I don't end up in tremendous pain in my foot afterwards. I can break it apart into smaller chunks. So I'm not going to put the entire thing on hold. Now, there might be some cases where things do need to get put on hold. That's just not, I just thought of like, okay, well, what if I just chunk this into smaller pieces? I can still accomplish this task. And so that is a tool that I use and it's a strategy. It's called the five-minute rule. I, I just expanded it because in five minutes, I mean, yes, I could chip away at it five minutes at a time for sure. I could probably clean out 10 pieces of clothing in five minutes. I just wanted to make it a little bit longer because I can, but I could also make it a shorter time. It's like a really flexible strategy to use. And the whole idea is that you're just chunking a bigger task to make it more manageable. And I've tried to have my kids do this because they get a little bit all or nothing, especially my oldest, where she's like, you know, I have to put away all my laundry and the basket's overflowing. And I'm like, yeah, you do, but you don't have to do it all at the same time. You could set a timer, do five minutes, come back to it, do five more minutes. And I did that with my youngest, actually, with McKenna, wants to clean her room. I said, you know what? You don't even have to clean your whole room. Just set a 10-minute timer, and whatever you get done in 10 minutes is awesome. We'll just leave it at that. And guess what? She got the whole thing done in 10 minutes. So for kids, it serves the purpose of making them realize that like they thought it was this monumental, overwhelming thing, but then they set a 10-minute timer and actually accomplished everything in the 10 minutes. Now, that may not always happen, but um, it's it's a great strategy to try for kids, for adults to make tasks seem less daunting and also to just start them. Because when we think in these all or nothing terms, we just delay the starting because it just seems so overwhelming. So that is something that I'm implementing this week. 
and I'm trying, I'm actually starting at the time of this recording, I'm starting it today. So I will provide a little update next time and let you know how that is working out. But what this did was, or what this has done just for me mentally so far is it's gotten me out of that all or nothing thinking and into a more flexible and frankly, sustainable thought pattern. And it's also a way to show myself some compassion. So again, I'm not resisting the fact that I have this foot injury. It's it's what it is right now. It's okay. And it hurts. And it's okay to say that it hurts. And I can't be on my feet for long periods of time. That's okay. That And that, that can be hard. But one way I can show myself compassion is just by either putting projects off or doing them in a way that supports me and supports my body. Now, if there's one day where my foot is just in too much pain and I can't do it, that's okay. That's completely okay too. So um, that's just another way I am chunking things to make them more um, easy to approach. Because as I mentioned in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to it. I talk, I, I talk about the three stages of transition and, um, and my three takeaways from 2023 in those terms. So go take a listen to that first. And <clears throat> one thing I say in that and in this book as well is like life and my business are happening right now. They're happening while I'm in this, you know, sort of, I'll call it a minor disruption, but it's pretty annoying. Um, This disruption of having an injured foot. When I have children, I have a dog, you know, responsibilities like, like we all do. It's, it's an inconvenience. It's a, it's a minor, for me at this stage, I call like a minor life disruption, life quake. And hopefully I'll be figuring out soon what is going on exactly and and what the right treatment plan is. Uh, I'm working on that right now. I'm in that messy middle. (laughs) I talked about that last week. I'm in that messy middle where it's like, ah, what is going on? Um, And hopefully we'll be coming to a resolution or at least a plan very, very soon. So, but in the meantime, my life is happening right now. Your life is happening right now. Whether you're in the messy middle of a transition, whatever stage you're in, and whatever the transition or the, the life disruptor is, your, your life is still going on right now. So I am not going to put everything else on hold and sit in, in front of Netflix, as tempting as that can be. I'm not going to sit in front of Netflix all day, every day, just because oh, my foot hurts, I can't do anything else. That's a victim mentality. That is an all or nothing mentality. And frankly, it's going to make me feel much worse than it is better. So what can I do instead? So that's why I shared those strategies with you of um, number one, writing down all the ways you can be supported in whatever transition it is. And number two, how can you chunk things into smaller pieces so they don't see over seem so overwhelming? And this is true for anything. If you're in the middle of a move, there are so many things to do when you move. There are so many things. There are such a long list. How can you chunk things out? And who can support you in doing that? Um, so I really encourage you to use those two strategies and come back to them over and over and over again. So because your life is right now, don't wait. It's right now. And there are, yeah, sure, there are some things I can't quite 
get going with momentum like I want to. Like strength training right now with weights is just not a good idea given my situation. However, did I sit on the Peloton bike and do some arm weights yesterday? Yeah, because that's something that felt good. I did a low impact ride and I was like, oh, that actually might have even helped. It didn't hurt and it might have helped or at worst, it was neutral. It didn't help, you know, it just, but it felt good for me to just like get on the bike and pedal. So I'm looking for those opportunities where I can still do something, may not be exactly what I wanted or exactly what I planned, but I can still do something. And there are so many things I can get started on. And that's where I'm choosing to focus. And I would invite you to do the same. So I hope this was helpful to you. I would love to hear if you try out any of these new things. How can you apply them? What questions do you have about how you could apply them? What are you going through right now that's overwhelming you? Let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm at stephanie.k.russo, R-O-U-S-S-E-A-U. You can link to that right in the show notes. And let me know, how does this land for you? I will see you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and hit subscribe so you never miss a week. I am so glad you're here. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie.k.russeau, R-O-U-S-S-E-A-U. I'll see you next time.